You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for February 24th, 2023. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we're out here endorsing national marriage, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. We are the national marriage, everybody. We are. We are. <laughs> we are set an example. You know, actually, this, it's a terrible example since we actually agree on things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I adore the side of you, and it's not like I wake up and go, God, how can I get rid of this? Oh, that's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene you're talking right, about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I Who like wouldn't my want a national divorce from that? We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, we are. Yeah. But you have you wanted to mention something that in our in our marriage history. Yes, our long and uh, uh, wonderful marriage. It began like so many marriages do over the internet. Um, no, 12 years ago this month on this very podcast, we announced our engagement um, to the world. We said, to hey, the world, world. We, and I, Some people didn't even know we were seeing each other. They just no. thought this is kind of like a, I don't know, I know. thing. But it was we a were, thing. We were podcasting outside the institution of marriage, which we realize <laughs> in some faiths is a sin. Um, so you may be, decided to make me an honest podcaster and marry me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, well, it, we had been blog buddies for a long right. time. Yes, 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 yes. While I was married to someone else and having kids and all that. Like, you right. and I had known each other professionally as fellow bloggers. Indeed. I thought you were an amazing writer. You thought I was a good writer. We appreciated mm-hmm. each other's work. We commented at each other's blogs. I, I went to your I went to your salon once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. And, and flirted with me. That's true, I did. You did. Guilty and, as charged. Yep. And then thing, then Captain Dyke, I guess I should just sit, sit, tell the whole story. Captain Dyke was a blogger. She's an amazing blogger mm-hmm. who also attended the salon. And I said something funny about uh, coming to Chicago, right? Because we're talking about blogger meetups in Chicago and Netroots Nation and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. And I said, because I knew you lived in Chicago, I'll, I'll come and sleep on your bath mat. Mm-hmm. And uh, you immediately replied, "I'll find somewhere what what more amenable? No, something more like amenable that. or agreeable or something like yeah, that." I'll yeah, I'll find a, I'll find another place for you to sleep, Blue Gal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> and and Captain Dyke DM'd me at that moment. Ooh. He likes you. She was really my wingman. He likes you. He really likes you. You need to know that he likes you. Mm-hmm. It was and true. Next week was the week you were in a car accident. Yes. Or drive. I was on in a uh, uh, an infamous, well, not infamous, but it was a car accident on Lakeshore Drive. Uh, it was a like 7, 8, 10, 12, 15 car. Yeah. I was in the middle of it. It was some idiot up front slamming on their brakes, rush hour. And like it, everything went bang, bang, bang. And then we were there for, and it was right on the bridge over the over the river. Yeah. Um. So it was, and it was a lovely day. We got out. Got out of my car. I actually thought I did a little dance because I thought I'll never get a chance to dance on the Michigan Avenue Bridge ever again. <laughs> so I did that. Yeah. And of course, I blogged about it, but you know, everyone was fine. Insurance yeah. was a nightmare, but it was height of rush hour at one of the most infamous choke points on Lakeshore Drive. 
and I was in the middle of it, man. So, you know, no, no. And harm after, done. So you and I chatted about that on text or whatever. We did. And finding out you were okay. And yeah. after that, we just started chatting regularly. I should reveal a terrible secret. Actually, I did not own a um, uh, personal cell phone until I moved to Springfield. That's right. So I started traveling because you insisted that, no, no, uh, if you're dead in a ditch somewhere, I need to know about it. I was a tech guy. I was, there's all sorts of pieces of technology I did not own because I did not want to. I did talk to you on the phone. You didn't want a a work leash. No, I I use the, um, I use the Google phone uh, out of Cupertino. I used headphones and a microphone to talk to anyone I want to talk to off book. But I had, I had a Blackberry and I would take people out to lunch and say, just wait for it. And mm-hmm. we'd sit down to lunch and 10 minutes into it, it would be buzzing away because my boss was a complete psycho who had needed to know where I was all the time. All times, he needed to right. tell me what to do because you can't be out of my eye line. Because I'm a and manager. Yes. I'm this a is manager. what I do is bother my employees all and day long. Yeah. Cell phone is a friggin' leash. And I wasn't yep. going to carry one unless I absolutely had to. So I got a personal one. I've been on call 24 hours a day. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> But Isn't it nice you don't have I, to do that? Now I'm a family man or getting right. to be now a family man. Right, that's different. Your bride calling you is yes. different. entirely And of course, then so. I was calling you three or four times a day with wedding plans. No, I yes. was not. Oh, no, I you was know not. what? I'm down to 17 dresses. What do you think? <laughs> that never I, happened. I, we got married at the courthouse. We did. I wore a $25 sundress and a right. veil I made myself out of a headband. Yeah. yeah. And I wore a suit I'd had in the closet for five years. Now, now I would like to transition us very uh, elegantly to a topic that is not involving 2011 or you and me, which mm-hmm. is uh, the the fact that we're not tired of winning, are we, Blue Gal? No, this was election week for in a lot of places. Yeah. And Drift Glass, the professional left is not tired of winning at all. Really? I thought we'd no. be tired of winning by now. Uh, huh? As Steve Bennon at Matto Blog wrote, uh, after special elections, Democrats have new reasons to celebrate. Yay! Yes, we do. State Senator Jennifer McClellan will be headed to Congress after winning the special election for Virginia's 4th Congressional District. In Kentucky, Democrat Cassie Chambers Armstrong won a seat in the state Senate with 77% of the vote in a district where only 60% of the voters are registered Democrat. So she got a lot of independents to vote for her. And of course, Mm -hmm. I'm an independent, you know. People vote Democratic or Republican when they say they're independent. Yes. Yeah. But she, she did very well. Um, there was a runoff special election uh, in New Hampshire where the Democrat and Republican candidates in the earlier election had tied. And the Republican legislature tried to say, oh, it's a tie. Well, we'll just appoint the Republican then. Uh-huh. And everybody said, uh, no. No, that, no. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. We have to have a special election. So Chuck Grassy, not Chuck Grassley, Chuck no. Grassy mm-hmm. with an I.E., he won re-election 568 to 449, and that is for the Stratford County District 8 seat representing Rochester's Ward 4. Congratulations. And, of course, we have to talk about Wisconsin Democrats. And yes, we are praying we for Wisconsin. Good yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin Democrats nominated Janet Protosawitz, and I am saying that right, who must win against the election-denying nut job Republicans nominated. Let's just note that in addition to getting the highly qualified nominee they wanted, Democrats also got the opponent they wanted in that race. Yeah. And Democratic turnout in that race was off the charts. Mm -hmm. Turnout on Tuesday in Wisconsin soared by roughly 30% to 
compared to the most recent primary for a Supreme Court election in 2020. But the turnout surge was far higher in liberal Dane County, home to Madison, Wisconsin. Should Protosawitz prevail in April, it would flip control of the court to the left for the first time since 2008. Yes, abortion is on the ballot in Wisconsin. Yes, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also going to have huge ramifications for redistricting. And the problem in Wisconsin is gerrymandered state legislature. There is no ability for Wisconsin voters to do any kind of ballot initiatives. So there can't be a ballot initiative to, for instance, expand Medicaid. Right. And the state legislature won't do it in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a host of other issues that are often decided by the courts. So um, including <laughs> including presidential elections. Hello. So we wish Janet Protosay what's all the best. Uh, Daily Coast readers got involved in the um, New Hampshire race quite a bit, and so did postcards to voters. So there's a lot of work going on, and uh, we're just very grateful to see all of this winning happening, Drift Glass. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, as you know, listen to other podcasts, and I listen to a one by a former radio talk show host from Wisconsin. Uh, mm-hmm. now runs a site called The Bulwark. Yeah. Who was acknowledging that the guy who's running on the Republican side for the court is nuts. Mm-hmm. But isn't it a shame that judicial elections have gotten so partisan? That oh, it's both so partisan. Sides, both sides, you know, both sides just come right out and say, look, if, if I'm elected, I'm going to do thus and so, as opposed to being the good old days, I don't know, of Sam Alito, I guess we're saying? Or, or, he was the one, yeah. Or Tony Scalia, the good old days of Tony Scalia. When ideology didn't guide when it, was, the, when it was not ideological at right. all with Tony Scalia. Right. Yeah. And his host, his his guest was a friend of his from the liberal side of, of good for him, of, of Wisconsin uh, radio, saying, yeah, basically, fuck that. Ideology <laughs> always plays a role, and everybody knows it, and this fantasy of the good old days of judicial temperament just being something like, you know, the gods participating in the role the roles of men they, they they're disinterested they're above it all etc is bullshit and when your mm-hmm. opponent is opposed to a fundamental right uh civil right of of human beings and says i'm going to take that right away and make it permanent then it's not partisan to say fuck that guy i'm going to protect your rights it's right. the right thing to do it also happens to be the democratic position because all the crazy people charlie are stuck in your old party because you put them there and all yep. the sane people are in my party mm-hmm. because we are terrified of what your crazy people are going to do to the country. And if that looks partisan to you, well, good, great. I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of that kind of partisan where the good people, the the, the honorable people are trying to beat the bad people on the basis of being the good guys and those are the bad guys. Now, it might sound simplistic and I'm sure I'm oversimplifying, but I have no time anymore for people who nope. wring their hands over the good old days when the good old days were not great for anyone who wasn't them. We gave that um, up for Lent in 2003. If, yes, we did. <laughs> and never stopped. Never looked back. <laughs> um, and speaking of the mainstream media and people reading And partisanship. Their, and partisanship. You might have noticed, Blue Gal, that over the past week or so, mm-hmm. a lot of our very best friends and greatest reporters in American history uh, have been wringing their hands and weeping over the fact that you know, the, dude, there's something wrong over at Fox News. I, I can't mm. quite put my finger on it, but it's it sure sounds like there's something like really bad going on over at Fox News. And in fact, I wrote a long post about it. Um, someone told Tom Friedman about Fox News and it made him very sad. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Tom Friedman got the word 
uh, an assistant came into his office and quietly passed him a, a note. Uh, in that note was were curated copies of the Fox News text messages from the Dominion voting systems case. And uh, Tom had a, had a sad. Um, he had a sad. He had a sad about Nikki Haley and about uh, the uh, the fact that Fox News is full of lying, treasonous assholes. And second paragraph, we learned a lot in recent days about both Fox and Haley. The former South Carolina governor who has just started running for the 2024 presidential nomination. And no, I, I got to say, we, all need, we knew all we ever needed to know about Fox about a quarter century ago. Mm-hmm. And Nikki Haley bent the knee to Trump, so she's a complete dead loss. So, but this is all news to Tom. <laughs> um, and and he c- continues, we all sort of knew the truth about Fox, but now there could be no doubt. Like, wow, it's all about now. It's all about now. And he goes on later, before, during, and after the 2020 election, it was not crazy to assume that Fox News main primetime hosts, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram, actually believe some of the pro-Trump election fraud conspiracy theories and theorists that they were putting on the air. But now we have learned. And I'd like to point that point out that this is the 19th anniversary of the OutFox documentary yep. <laughs> that yep. took Fox News apart and showed you all the moving pieces. And a guy named John Stewart made an entire career out yes, of just did. talking about Fox News. But all of this is coming as complete shock and kind of sadness to, to Tom, who kind of suspected, because, you know, the great journalist that he is, like, apparently there was no cab driver to explain to him that Fox News was a lying shithole before this week. So he's very sad about this. And it it is a constant source of amusement and amazement to me that this everyone has known forever what Fox News is. It is the propaganda arm of a fascist right-wing party in this country called Republicans. Everyone knows it. Everyone who works at Fox knows it. All the janitors, the cafeteria workers, they all know it. All the on-air people know it. Everyone knows what Rupert Murdoch was about. Everyone knows what Roger Ailes was about. There have been documentaries on these people. And yet, the grandees, as we said last week in the mainstream media, just keep pretending that Fox News is just a news organization. For money. For money. And Uh, every time someone brings... They give legitimacy for money. Yep. And every time someone brings up the, the sort of shockingly obvious fact that none of that is true and and that they're actually a danger to democracy and they were designed to be a bomb to blow up democracy and create mm-hmm. a fascist system. All of the very serious people who dominate all the newspapers and all the op-ed pages at, react in this state of shock that anyone would suggest such a thing. And that's been the case for liberals forever. Mm-hmm. And then along comes this sort of trove of texts and emails and discovery documents that say, no, they're all liars. And they all know they're liars. And they're all doing it for money. And Tom and ratings, Friedman yep. Ratings just has and money a, and stock prices and advertisers. And that's it. Yep. And I did mention in my post that just down the hall from Tom Friedman, <laughs> we find Brett Stevens cranking out lie after lie after lie about masks and mandates and COVID uh, to the apparent delight of the people who own the New York Times. And so Tom Friedman is sitting in his office, I imagine, thinking at least – in the end, we have the New York Times. We have standards mm-hmm. here at the New York Times. Right. We have we have a level of expertise and reportorial integrity at the New York Times. And that's why we employ David Brooks and Brett Stevens and Brett Stevens' ex-wife and David French and Ross Duthat. And no, Tom, you're in the same fucking business. You're a higher end hooker than the people at Fox, but you do because the same job. Because he has job. his own money. Because right. he has his own billionaire. 
Yeah, billions. But, yeah. And then the the middle of this column was him writing the interminable Friedman brand of things that should have could have happened. Here's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I never met Haley, but from afar, it seemed is a sentence that he yeah. actually constructed for the New York Times, yeah. which is the same level of reporting that brought us the Iraq war clusterfuck exactly. by people like Tom Friedman. Friedman I, don't, I don't know anything about Iraq, but it, from afar, it seems to me that we should be invading that country and telling them to suck on this. And then he goes on about it, literally she could have said and Haley could have added and Haley could have pivoted to. Legal immigrants grow our pie, which, you know, he doesn't know about pie either. And sure, that kind of speech would have challenged the Republican base, but I bet it would have energized many others, particularly the non-existent independents and moderate Republicans looking right. for alternatives to Trump. Exactly. And, and I just and I, I reflect on the fact that you and I have been writing about Tom Friedman for 18 years now. The punchline that made me bang my head on my desk in time with the In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins <laughs> was, quote, here's Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal on Haley's presidential announcement. So he his own credibility wasn't sufficient to convince people that Nikki Haley might be problematic and that Fox News might be bad. So he reached into the big chum bucket of credible Beltway collaborators and pulled out Peggy Noonan to wow. back him up on that. Wow. Like, yep, yeah, that's that's the entire Beltway media in in summary. It's Tom Friedman discovering that Fox News is bad and turning for corroboration to Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal, which is also owned by Rupert Murdoch. Right, right. So, hey, this isn't this great? Great media we got going here. And so what should happen exactly at that point, mm-hmm. at that fulcrum over the weekend, when we we find out really that Fox News is absolute garbage? And all of a sudden, Marjorie Taylor Greene jumps onto the stage and starts making a bunch of racist Confederate mouth noises to distract people. Oh, no. From noticing that Joe Biden made a surprise wartime visit to Ukraine like a boss. Mm-hmm. And he delivered a leader of the free world speech for the ages mm-hmm. in Poland like a boss. Yes, he did. Always remember that Republican Congress people, like the Fox so-called news network, are 100% political operatives. They don't have policy. They have no plan except mental manipulation. Your attention is the most valuable commodity in the universe. So give up paying attention to Marjorie Taylor Greene for Lent. <laughs> yeah. I, I also wanted to point out a discovery I made Um Junior Dude is taking a public policy class this semester. Oh, no. And one of his assignments was on, one of his very, in fact, I think it was the first assignment he had to do for this class was on media bias. And you and I just laughed. <laughs> he came in and said, can you, can you help me with this? And helping with him just means reading the assignment aloud to him so he can figure out the steps. He has, he doesn't have learning disabilities, he just has issues with absorbing information in stages. So I yes. help him with that, kind of cutting it apart. And so when I started reading this about it, we're going to discuss media bias. You and I just cracked up. Yeah. Um, but he, for the assignment, he had to go and look at several news, quote unquote, news websites, uh, including Fox, foxnews.com. And the amazing thing is that msnbc.com and the newyorktimes.com and WashingtonPost.com and NPR.com 
all have stories about Trump. Uh-huh. Foxnews.com. I just went and looked at it right before we recorded this show. Mm-hmm. There is one story on the entire front page. And I mean, there's 30 stories on the front page. There is one that has the word Trump in it. And it is about Joy Behar making fun of Ohio voters who voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And when when Junior Dude had this assignment a couple weeks ago, there was no mention of Trump on the Fox News website. Rupert Murdoch doesn't want Trump to be the nominee. So there is no mention of Trump anywhere on the Fox News website. Mm -hmm. And so if you think that Marjorie Taylor Greene all of a sudden decided to talk about national divorce this week, I've got a bridge to sell you. They have a list of distracting topics that they can use, whether it's CRT or national divorce or blood libel or, right. or you know, right. Soros is taking over, whatever it is, you know, Ivermectin, they, they'll, they'll come up with whatever it is. Solyndra. We talk about this, these three syllable words. The reason that they picked Smartmatic and um, Dominion is those are three syllable words like Benghazi. Mm -hmm. And when you repeat those three syllable words over and over and over again, it's, it's a brainwashing technique. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't pay attention I mean, you can pay attention to what is happening, of course, but don't pretend that, oh, my God, look what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. Right. Of course she said that. It's her job mm -hmm. to distract you from Fox News being in trouble and Joe Biden doing an amazing thing that no one can argue was not an amazing accomplishment, saying fuck you, just a giant fuck you to Vladimir Putin and... uh and really overtaking the news cycle in a very historic way. Yeah. Well, and the the thing is, if you've listened to this podcast for a little while, you, you'll notice we don't really report on Fox News very much. No, we don't. We mention it as a, a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. But it, very much like I don't really cover the Sunday shows much anymore. I do from time to time dip back into it. But I used to cover the Sunday shows every week for, yeah. for years, literally for years and years. Um, because it was such a depressingly predictive creature that lived at, at the credible corner of Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. This is where the serious people went to talk about serious issues with real journalists, except it wasn't. It was a hack job, horrible, Republican-friendly freak show that just got worse and worse and worse and worse uh, for all the same reasons that the New York Times has gone to shit and the Washington Post has gone downhill and, and so forth. They're trying to accommodate a, a fundamentally deranged party by pretending that both sides are equally to blame. Um, and so forth. But the reason we don't talk much about Fox News except as a phenomenon is that that's what it is. It's like talking about a mountain or the weather. It, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to change. Nothing we mm -hmm. say or do is – if you don't understand what's going on with Fox News already, I don't know what to tell you other than mm -hmm. go watch the Out Fox documentary from 2004. Right. <laughs> 2004. It's, <laughs> it's all the same stuff. It's all the same people. It's all the <laughs> same strategies. It's you know a lot of the people who are – on Fox at the time have gone on to other things or have died or whatever, but it's the same machine doing the same horrible job of wrecking this country. And right. it's been running out of control now for 20 plus years. And hate radio is the same thing. It's, it's Fox without pictures. It's been doing it for 30 years. So there's nothing to add to the conversation about how bad these people are, how soulless and evil they are, how despicable their motives are, how they really, really hate this country and want to make it over into a white Christian nationalist corporate state. 
because it's all been said before. What we can do is observe other people reacting to Fox. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact that there's just this constant drumbeat, and it always has been, that you know Fox News might be problematic, but you know there's good people there. There are good oh, yeah. people over there. There's yeah. I know a lot of great journalists who work over there. And In other words, answer, they buy you Chardonnay. That's right. what that that's what Katie Tour is saying. She's right. saying, I go to their parties and get drunk and have a right. good time. Right. Or and I'm I don't want to be disinvited from that. Right. There, there's book. There's a whole culture that they're deeply embedded in mm-hmm. that to talk. Tell the truth about Fox would alienate me from all the cocktail parties and all the book parties and all the inside stuff. And maybe I want a, a reference from somebody at some point. I need a mm-hmm. job somewhere. I don't want to burn that bridge. These people are powerful. If I get laid have, off, I might get a job at Fox and I don't yeah. want to burn those bridges. Oh, right. Fox News has ins at the Republican White House up to the highest office in the land. We right. know every congressperson and, and to get crosswise with them is to ensure that you're never going to work in that industry again. Right. So. Right. Everyone's terrified of, and there are some people who just don't give a shit because none of this is going to affect them. So that's what we talk about. Not not the fact that Fox exists and it lies every day and a bunch of brainwashed morons who live you know, in our neighborhood and in this area believe everything they hear and they're all reprogrammable meatbags, but that the Fox News as an entity is a thing that the mainstream media shames itself every day by pretending is legitimate news when they goddamn well know it isn't. And so it's hey, not just- class. Hey, yeah. class. Yeah. On topic to that. Yes. People think, well, you know, forget about Fox. You could just go to PBS for straight news. You right? know, you could. You could. You could go to PBS. And uh, I used to. <laughs> a long time ago, I got a lot of my news from PBS. Uh, but we got a, a letter from listener Mike. Uh, who saw a PBS documentary that apparently is going to go on and on for a while. And I'd like to read a bit of that, or if you'd like to read it, that's fine no, too. No, you do it. That's fine. Uh, and this is just a, a portion of it. It gets kind of personal and threatening towards the end. So <laughs> no, we it all... doesn't. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's Thank just, you for writing us, Mike. We appreciate we, we, this too. We appreciate that. Uh, per the subject title, tonight, uh, this is PBS, aired a piece by Judy Woodruff, quote, America at the Crossroads, unquote, addressing how divided our country has become. Ah, yes. She recently spent some weeks touring the United States in developing this reporting. Yeah. Insert New York Times rural diner joke here. Sigh. Yeah. There's a million of them. And wow, I wasn't more than a scant couple of multiple minutes into it before drowning in both siderism. My God, nothing but talk of Congress and both parties and communities divided, etc. A side note. This is funny timing given that I'm only now getting through your NFRS podcast on David Brooks, DFB, and his whole both sides shtick. I think I finished part six today. Well, thank you, Mike, for being... Well, thank you. And yeah, you can always catch up with whatever uh, podcast. We've noticed most people are about one and a half shows behind. So That's okay. That's, <laughs> Just and, catch and, up when you can. Just as fine. a brief aside, you can stop sending me notes uh, telling me about the uh, if books could kill episode on David Brooks. Oh yeah, I've gotten, that was a good uh, one though. It was. Yeah. It was. It was fine. I've been alerted to this a couple of dozen times now. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we get an so email a day. Did we got you it. Hear? Got it. And it, it, it was very good. And it said all the all the right things about David Brooks. Um, and then I wanted to talk about um, some local news. If you don't mind, Blue Gal. Sure. Because people are always coming up to me in the street and they're crying. They're saying, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> sir. There's your how, sir story. How, they're bald and they're weeping and they look like generals from central casting. And they go, sir, 
Uh, how is it that your observations and predictions about the GOP are always so accurate? How do you know so much? And how is it the national media is always so stupid and wrong about these things? And I tell them, I comfort them, and I give them a cookie, and I tell them to dry their tears. And I, I answer, well, like, here's a local news story, a uh, literal local, local news story that dropped yesterday in our local paper about an annual Republican event that's been going on for over 100 years. And I'm going to read the whole thing. So okay. strap in. Ready? <clears throat> Quote, former Trump advisor to headline Sagamon County's GOP Lincoln Day Dinner. Kellyanne Conway, an advisor oh. to Yeah, that's that and that's where you go. Oh, oh, oh. Uh Kellyanne Conway, an advisor to former President Donald Trump, will be the keynote speaker of the Sangamon County Republican Party's annual Lincoln Day dinner. Sangamon County GOP Chair Diane Bargudi Hartwick said the dinner, scheduled for 6 p.m. on May 3rd, has been a fundraiser for the party dating back for more than 100 years. Tickets begin at 125 bucks a person for the dinner with photo opportunities available for 50 each. And I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of side stuff going on that's going to cost a whole lot more than that. Uh, she first saw Conway speak in Peoria and was impressed by what she heard uh, describing Conway as, quote, very dynamic and very smart, unquote. Quote, we go with who we think will be interesting in our county and a few other counties, Hartwick said Tuesday. Asked about Conway's ties to Trump, now embattled with legal cha uh, charges tied to January 6th Capitol insurrection, Hartwick reiterated that the selection was not regarding the former president. Trump carried Sangamon County in 2020 despite losing Illinois and the overall election, unquote. So this event, this Lincoln Day event, is once again bringing in a lying lunatic to talk to the uh People in Sangamon County, where I live, who have enough money to pony up 125 bucks per ticket to go listen to Kellyanne Conway spray her crazy juice all over them. Now, we here at this podcast have been reporting on events like this for years, and the reason we're so depressingly accurate about the trajectory of the GOP is that this stuff is happening right in our own backyard. Now, here's some perspective, and this is going to sound familiar if you've been listening to this podcast for a few years. Last year, this same outfit, the Sangamon County Republican Party, paid Charlie Kirk $30,000 to come to our town and fire up the crazies. That was Charlie Kirk last year. The year before that, it was unhinged Hitler sympathizer Candace Owens. Paid her a lot of money to come and do exactly the same thing. Before that, it was Jason Chaffetz, who, as you might remember, is a one-time congressperson and current Fox News troll who now lives in Donald Trump's underwear drawer and blocks that little blue light on his phone now that the FBI has taken away the classified folder he used to use to do that. The year before that, it was Fox News in-house train wreck and bar fly Janine Pirro. The year before that, it was wingnut network job hopper and H.R. Haldeman stunt double Corey Lewandowski. And the year before that, in 2016, it was none other than Fox News primetime Gorgon and Keith Olbermann's former girlfriend, Laura Ingram. And it goes on and on and on and on. Like So dear local Republicans, for God's sakes, just rename the fucking thing, the Jefferson Davis Appreciation Day and get it over with because that's who you are. And media people, that's who they've been for a very, 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 very long time. 
The people that go to this, the people that fund this, the people that shell out money, big money to come and sit with these people and listen to what they have to say, they are the product of decades of stewing in Fox News and stewing in hate radio. And they're all around us. And if you ever wanted to know what the Republican Party was really like, you'd stop sending safaris out here to talk to people in diners. And you talk to people who actually live here and actually interact with the Republicans every day. And we can tell you straight up, you know, this is who they've always been. They don't want to live in the past. This is not a, a, a picture of an idealized past that they want. They, they really do want it to be 1954, of course, and they want white people to run everything, and that's the way it should be. But this is a vision of the future. These are the grassroots Republicans. These are the local party organizers. These are the people who are supposed to be the sane ones. You know, local elections are where the normal people behave normally. And it's only at the national election level you get lunatics in office. No, 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 no. They're crazy all the way down to the grassroots, and they're doing, and they're getting worse. And so if you'd like to know what the Republican Party's future looks like, come and report on the Sangamon County Republican Party Lincoln Day thing and start asking them some really hard questions like, are you aware of the kind of filth you're hiring for real money to come spin up a bunch of crazy people to vote for your candidates? And the answer is going to be, well, you know, we just hire people who are popular. Um, that's what's happened in our town during the years I've been here and before. And once again, you're never going to get that story from Tom Friedman. Tom mm -hmm. Friedman is shocked that Fox News is full of liars and scumbags. If you come here and talk to people who live here, who live among Republicans out here in the wild, we'll tell you, this is what we've been telling you for the last 30 years. This is the direction the GOP has been taking for decades. The fact that you did not notice it until a trove of documents showed up on your desk about what these liars did and was found out about in court tells me that you should not have a job having opinions about politics. And yet, here we are. Well, and and I have a slightly different take about this in that I, I kind of think about what happened to Barack Obama after the 2010 midterms, when Republicans started just blocking absolutely everything and Obama couldn't do anything at all policy-wise. Right. And so what he did was to become the head of state rather than the head of government. Right. And he would have science things at the White House with kids. He would have mm -hmm. science fairs. He, the Easter egg hunt. He did things with Michelle about dancing, you know. and Manufacturing and day. All, the, all these things that he could do to have a public face of the Obama White House making a difference, making it better. Mm -hmm. And that made him one of the most popular presidents we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, because he didn't have to, and I think he would have preferred to be in the granular, like he was with ACA, the mm -hmm. granular detail of legislation and let's put these pieces together and so forth. They took all that away from him. Right. And he wound up having to be this, as I say, head of state uh, figurehead, but a very active and engaged figurehead telling a story about the White House and the power structure and what that could, what that platform could do. Mm -hmm. Bring in kids, dance, have science fairs, do manufacturing, go out among the people and show people bridges that need to be fixed, et cetera. Okay. Right. I think that in a quite the opposite way, what the Pritzker administration and what, what the democratic politics of the state house in Illinois has done to Sangamon County Republicans is turned them into nothing but 
a right-wing masturbatory social club. And so they don't have anything else to do. They they have way more money than God. Mm-hmm. They have fifteen to thirty thousand dollars to bring someone in with name recognition on the right. Right. And so it doesn't matter. Like nothing matters. Nothing they do otherwise matters. This is the only time they get their press release in the newspaper. Is because mm-hmm. they have this famous person from outside the area come in and speak to them at a chicken dinner. Yeah, I, I that's would, it. I would I would tend to disagree on uh, only to this extent. Um, it's not Pritzker. They were they were bringing in Laura Ingram long before well, the, the state legislature. That's why I say yeah. you know the Democratic state legislature. And I realize they're bringing Laura Ingram in when it's Rauner. Right. But Rauner yeah. was a disaster. Yes, he was <laughs> as a governor, was. and they didn't want to talk about that. And they didn't have Bruce Rauner come and speak to them. No, they, no, they, they, they used to have more um, serious people. Yeah, um, yeah, policy people, long time ago. But, the, but you know, the Republican Party across the board just gave that up. They don't yeah, care about those things. Yep, they care about. Yep. But and remember, yes, Barack Obama was successful as the head of state, sort of the you know the the guy the the guy who goes to speeches and gives glorious speeches and shakes people's hands and shows up mm-hmm. at disasters and does all the things. Um, and I'm sure he would have been much happier getting down into the dirt and talking about policy and fixing things and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, and he was very popular. And then the p- same people who showed up to spend $125 or, or to talk to Charlie Kirk or rub, rub elbows with uh, Laura Ingram went out and elected Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they hated Barack Obama that much. Yep. They hated yep. the fact the black man had been their president that much. Yep. And they really and and you could f- feel it around here. Yeah. The seething hatred of Barack Obama. This <laughs> this you know after whatever however many years he he was out of office, they're still bitching about. You know I bet he didn't even pay the security people who were supposed to be working that event when he announced his presidency. You know he stiffed him for like forty thousand dollars. And they have Which, this sort of, no. yeah. Ex, they have this extremely precise memory of every little thing that he did, or maybe did, or didn't really do, that that infuriated them mm-hmm. and showed what an uppity, snobby, elitist asshole he was. Because they couldn't say the, the word they wanted to say. Yes, right. And then they all ran out and voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And you and I live in Trump country, you know, no doubt about it. We we have a first Democratic Congressperson from this area, and God knows how long, because of gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this county went for Trump in 2020, mm-hmm. and the people around here still dream of the glorious day when Ron DeSantis will come in and kick the exactly. asses of people like no, us. I, I don't think they're Trump people anymore because I think oh, they're, they're 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 rebranding and they're building a lifeboat to Ron DeSantis. And and that's why your wonderful article from August of 2015 about don't you don't dare you call it Trumpism. Trumpism because it's not Trumpism. August of 2016. 2016. Yeah. And, and because after, before Trump, it was something else. And after Trump, it'll be DeSantis or something else. Yeah, right. It's, it's, they're not the point. They're the focal point of these people. And if you and, want to know and why. Why, the, why are they now saying DeSantis instead of Trump? Because DeSantis is doing exactly the same thing he did to get elected governor of Florida to get elected president. He's just going on Fox. That's right. it. He's nope. announced I'm boycotting MSNBC. Because of how they treated Nikki Haley or something right. like some right. some slight. He looked for some slight and said, that's it. I'm boycotting MSNBC. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody asked you, Ron. Right. Right. And, he was and so, only going to go on Fox anyway. 
the, the people who are constantly shocked and surprised and caught on their back foot every time the Republican Party does something that we have warned them they're going to do all along, um, it just – it always kind of baffles me that if you're constantly shocked by things that we told you was going to happen, how is it you still have a job having opinions about what these people are going to do? Mm-hmm. Because at some point – and I, I hate the phrase at some point because that point never comes ever – but at some point, don't you have to admit that you don't know what you're talking about? And then, then I get into my own head and say, well, right, no, because right. all of your colleagues are in the same business. No, you're, you're, ta- you're having a conversation with Tom Friedman right now as a right. straw man. And, and, and I the, know. Only people who, the only people these talk to are themselves. And right. they all sound like the smartest people in the world to each other. All right. Well, but, let me ask you a question, Driftglass. Sure. Because I want to get back to that foxnews.com website that has yeah. no mention of Trump whatsoever except Joy Behar. Right. Chided voters, chided Trump voters. And how dare she? Mm-hmm. How dare she mention the voters? You know, you're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, and that was the only mention of Trump on the entire website today. Uh, it's the Alex Murdaugh murder trial has right. four, four or five posts about that. And it's all, it was on every channel on cable news this afternoon. Right. Everyone. Yeah. I don't. That's, you know, true crime wow. is what people want to want to watch. So that's what we're going to give them. Um, but if Donald Trump shits on some broken railroad tracks in Ohio and Fox doesn't cover it. Uh-huh. Does it make a noise? No. Nope. Hmm. That's nope. interesting. The, the story is already that um you know from everybody else, you know that there's a story in Fortune magazine about, you know, the 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 very legislation that would have prevented this accident or could have right. prevented this accident is one that Obama put in place and Trump took away. Trump took away and bragged about it on Twitter. And, yep. And is that going to be a uh, a story that your crazy Uncle Liberty will get on Fox? Of course not. Of course no, not. No, but but it They'll is interesting it. that Fox and Friends this morning, this morning, mm-hmm. uh, a light bulb <laughs> went off on top of Brian Kilmeade's head. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, maybe we need some regulations on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and there have been a you... lot of train derailments. Did you know that? Lots of, tra- lots of them. And, you know. There, people get hurt in those. I don't know if you knew and this. And no but people mention get hurt. of the fact that who owns those tracks? It's not Pete Buttigieg. It's the railways. The railways themselves own the tracks and refuse to fix them because that's money. And I'm not here to promote a an 18, 19 year old documentary. I swear, um, or the John Stewart uh, riff on Fox News. But it it has been long understood by people, those of us who do follow those things how the Fox News machinery works. Yeah. There's the opinion side mm-hmm. that has a stinky opinion, a terrible opinion about Barack Obama's birth certificate or Benghazi or or, or laptops or whatever. And because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And then on the news side, they say, well, people are talking about Benghazi. People are talking about laptops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people mm-hmm. we're talking about are the people that you interact with every day on your network. They're, the opinion assholes at your network are the ones who are talking about it. But now the fact they're talking about it is the some story. Some people say. I've heard some people say. Some people, many people say. Many people yeah. come up to me and say, Marjorie Taylor Greene, everyone says. Everyone mm-hmm, says. Mm-hmm. And then the everyone says becomes a news story. And we can go back and report it as news. And then the opinion people come on and say, well, you see, we, we, we told you everyone's talking about this thing now. And this machine just keeps cranking out bullshit decade after decade. and. We understand what's going on. We can see it happening. It's not like it's a mystery. This is how they operate. The The problem is that 
although everyone understands the machine in their midst and the damage it's doing, the people who are charged by their conscience and by the constitution and by by all the, the forces that democracy is, are supposed to bring to bear on this problem are not going to do the job that they're supposed to do. They're not going to talk about Fox News in the language that it needs to be talked about. They're not going to report Fox News as a story, as a danger, as a terrorist threat to this country, as a domestic terrorist organization who are organized to take down the country because they want to work there or they're afraid that Fox will come for them. And that continues to be the province of little podcasters out here in the middle of middle America, which is fine with me. I mean, you know, I, I would appreciate it if we got some help from somebody who had, you know, a slightly larger platform than a podcast in the middle of a cornfield. But if that's what we have to do until we retire from this glorious profession and we get our gold watch from George Soros and our parting, <laughs> our parting Soros check. Soros gold watch. I'm waiting yeah. for that one. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> hey, Drift yeah. Class, let's do it, a news roundup. Let's let's dive into the news. You go right ahead, Blue Gal. Kevin McCarthy provided Fox News host Tucker Carlson with exclusive access to the Capitol surveillance footage from the January 6th insurrection. Carlson said he received unfettered access to 41,000 hours of surveillance footage. Democrats, meanwhile, criticized the move, calling it an egregious security breach that endangers the hardworking women and men of the United States Capitol Police. We're waiting for them to file an injunction request yeah. at the courts for that. This yeah. is absurd. It is absurd. And... um we report and you decide, Blue Gal. Um, <laughs> well, he's he's collecting for being elected speaker. Yeah, you know, that's, this that's, is this is what Matt payoff. Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene doing negotiations on behalf of Tucker Carlson to get this unfettered access to yeah. make a new documentary about how it was mm -hmm. Antifa all along, all along, Antifa all along. That Donald Trump fella had another of those throwing paper towels to hurricane victims in Puerto Rico moments, this time in East Palestine, where he told a tiny crowd that he had brought Trump water and also, quote, much lesser quality water. Uh, Fox Business Report indicates that former President Donald Trump treated the residents of East Palestine to something like a campaign rally. And I think he said, everyone have fun. Yeah. yeah. He's he's and he's had yeah. a facelift, by the way. Yes, he has a severe one. So yeah, unless yeah. he's got those, he's got, uh, he's got some binder clips under that under that does, wig of his. That wig of his, and yeah. he's got uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner eyes now. Yeah, yeah. from he's Reuters, running. he's running. He's running <laughs> from Reuters. Lawyers for Trump aide Steve Bannon was sued over legal bills. The law firm suing Steve Bannon, former U.S. President Donald Trump's one-time top strategist for more than $480,000 in fees for its legal work on his behalf. Yeah. Ain't that a shame? Yeah. Yeah. Another Trump stooge stiffing their lawyers. Huh. It's so, so shocking. The U.S. formally accused Russia of committing crimes against humanity in Ukraine for, quote, targeting civilians with death, using rape as a weapon of war, stealing Ukrainian children and, quote, re-educating them and targeting train stations, Maternity wards, hospitals, schools, and orphanages. Are they going to the Hague for that, or do you know? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I, I didn't say I whether that, it was the Hague or, or the United Nations, but well, the United Nations won't go anywhere since Russia yep. has a veto there. But yep. uh, it is a thing worthy of note that the United States has formally accused Russia of committing crimes of war against crimes. Humanity. That's yeah. that's a big thing. 
The federal government fined the Mormon church for illicitly hiding $32 billion in investment fund money behind shell companies. They were fined $5 million for hiding $32 million. That's not even a 10%. That's not even a tithe, Blue Gal. I mean, <laughs> you know. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints engaged in the scheme for more than 20 years. And now that they, they've paid their fine, they consider the case closed. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Um, they, you know, they had a council. Uh, they spoke to the Almighty and the Almighty has forgiven them. So moving on. Uh, Vladimir Putin suspended participation in the last remaining nuclear arms control treaty between Russia and the United States. However, Putin said Russia will not withdraw completely from the new START nuclear nonproliferation agreement, but that Russia wouldn't allow NATO countries to inspect its nuclear arsenal. Because so it's too rusty. They yeah. don't want NATO to see how run down, because mm-hmm. all of the money to maintain that nuclear arsenal has been spent on apartments in London. Right. Yeah, the military's falling apart, and they don't want anyone to know it. They can't launch a missile because they everything to maintain those missiles has gone to you know houses in the south of France and yachts and you know that's corruption. A shame. corruption. You know, kle- it's a kleptocracy, and then leading kleptocrat doesn't want anyone looking at the books. Mm-hmm. The special grand jury that investigated Trump e- Trump's efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 presidential election results recommended indictments of multiple people on a range of charges. That young lady who's the foreman and been giving all those interviews. Uh-huh. Uh, we've met people like her. <laughs> yes, we have. In various places. And yes, uh, she's she's a little bit off. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I I am kind of cracking up about the overreaction from people about. Yeah. Well, this and, and this is important everything. to note. There, there is a story at Daily Coast about this, that the the rules for grand juries, especially investigative grand juries in Georgia, is different from federal grand juries. Yeah. And the foreman has the right to come out and speak about everything that everything she said is already public knowledge. Yeah. And rolling your eyes about Trump does not mean Trump's going to be able to come in and say, drop all the charges because an interview has been granted. You know, that's just not going to happen. Um, and and if she goes too far, the judge will come in and tell her to shut up and she'll have to shut up. Uh, before that happens, Carl Rove will be indicted by Patrick Fitzgerald. You know, <laughs> I, we've been to this rodeo You've got before. A long memory, Drift I Lab. do. I, I still celebrate Fitzmas every Fitzmas. year. Fitzmas. Oh my yeah. gosh! And I, 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 it is a, it is a consequence of the online social media universe that everyone wildly overreacts to everything as if it's the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And, well, she she gave it all up. I mean, all, all Trump has to do, walk into court, point to this woman, say, she talked about it, and uh, case dismissed. That's it. That's all there is to it. She's ruined everything. 52 years of prosecutorial you know, work down the drain. Al Capone gets, goes free. Uh, no, that's not how anything works. That's not how it's going to be. Um, you can be pissed about it. You can think that it's silly or dumb or it was a terrible, bad mistake to run it on the news, whatever. That's fine. Uh, we welcome all the opinions here, but it doesn't change in any material way the direction things are going or what's going to happen when the train arrives in the station. Yeah. I and, don't know what's going to happen. jury cannot issue indictments. No. It's an no. investigative grand jury that cannot issue indictments. So what sh- her opinion is about indictments doesn't matter. No. They can recommend anything, but they do not issue indictments. So that's that. 
And speaking of that special grand jury mm-hmm. uh, that was investigating efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn the election, they also concluded that, quote, one or more witnesses committed perjury during their testimony and they urged Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis to, quote, seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where the evidence is compelling. The Kentucky Supreme Court ruled that the state's near total bans on abortion will remain in place while legal challenges continue. The state legislature passed two laws in 2019 that banned nearly all abortions in Kentucky, with no exceptions for rape or incest. Move to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Uh, the president of the World Bank will resign after refusing to say whether or not he accepted the overwhelming scientific consensus that fossil fuels drive the climate crisis. David Malpass, who was nominated by Donald Trump, said he would resign in June, a year before his term ends. Bye-bye Bye. Bye. Arizona's top prosecutor concealed records debunking election fraud claims. Newly released documents show how Republican Mark Burnovich publicized an incomplete account of his office's probe into the 2020 election in Maricopa County. I'm sure he will apologize and uh, give up. Uh, <laughs> and, resign and, and resign and give up disgrace. his law license. And yeah, no. Hey, this is from Mike Pence of Hang Mike Pence fame. Uh <laughs> Quote, while I respect the speaker's commitment to take Social Security and Medicare off the table for the debt ceiling negotiations, we've got to put them on the table in the long term. In other words, they are coming for our Social Security and Medicare. Just bet on it. That's what they're after. Well, and it's got to be like Richard Uline or some other billionaire making phone calls and saying, you're not getting any seed money from me Mm -hmm. until I find out there's going to be a privatization effort. To get that money into the stock market. Yeah, he paid good money for those congressmen and those right, senators, he did. and he wants them. He and, wants them action. And he's not going to. He's not going to support primary candidates or whoever it is. I don't know who it is, but Koch brothers, Uline, all those right wing billionaires are are making a, a litmus test for who they're going to throw money at. Mm-hmm. They got abortion. And you better be willing to make noise about how you're going to privatize all that federal money to save it. To save it. To save Ugo. it. Yeah. Save Social Security. Um, and in some local news, um, this is from the same paper, the State Journal Register, that reported that Kellyanne Conway, with a paid speaker at this year's Lincoln Dinner, um, quote, view comments button removed from online articles. Yeah, the SJR is shutting down the comments section. I'm going to read the comments about the comments. <laughs> this, is from the, uh, this is from the editor, I think, of the paper. We feel strongly that public discussion and civil debates are crucial to our society. No, they don't. Um, we know that you, our readers, know things that we don't, like Benghazi and P-tapes and who knows what all else. You come from different backgrounds and have different experiences. We're all better when we can hear each other. And there's a whole bunch of yada, yada, yada about how we want to hear from everybody and how it's a public square, which it hasn't been for a very long time, if at all. Um, <clears throat> anyway, getting back to what the editor had to say, quote, but for all their benefits, we also know the comment sections across the internet can quickly devolve when they're left unmonitored. We wanted to be different. Involvement from our journalists in the discussion and moderating when things got off track help us provide a better experience. Sadly, now. Now it's time for a reset and we are hitting pause. Starting February 1st, the view comments button will disappear from our articles. While we continue to believe in the importance of comments, we had to make the hard choice to move away from the space due to changes in staffing and the time investment necessary to bring you a safe, moderated, 
productive discussion space. We're not willing to risk discussions veering off track or people being verbally attacked. With this change, we'll continue to focus on exclusive local reporting and finding new and exciting ways to tell your stories. Would you like me to translate that for you, Blue Cow? I would. <laughs> the same squirrely meatheads who are going to pay 125 bucks a pop to have Kellyanne Conway spray crazy juice all over them are the same squirrely meatheads who've been rampaging through the comment section of the State Journal Register for years. And they finally lost the ability to control that. So they're going to shut it down. So it costs too much fe- money. The, the the hedge fund that owns the State Journal Register doesn't want to spend any money no. on comment moderation anymore. Well, they've already stripped the paper of basically all its reporters, all its photographers. Yep. They moved them to a little like strip mall place. They've put them... They've taken the press out of the press office. They've sold the building. And it's, it's a stick. It's a twig. And yeah. the only thing that keeps... It's a twig with obituaries. That's it. Yeah. Obituaries yeah. and sports. And a, and a, and a uh, letters to the editor. Don't forget that. <laughs> and the thing that keeps them going is the octogenarian Republicans who like to read about, you know, how they much... They want to read which friends of theirs died today. Yes, they do. They and really they also do. Want to, and they also want to read about uh, sticking it to the libs. Yeah. They don't like the liberals. They like to hear a lot about how the so the the SJR is happy to feed the beast at one end, but they don't like what's coming out the other end. And what's what's going in the front end are are all of the reporting and all of the the time and attention they have devoted to all the issues that octogenarian Trump uh, fans want to hear about. At the other end is the poop coming out of the comment section that they can't control anymore. So they decided to shut that down. Um, it doesn't break my heart, but it does make me smile to think that they. Th- it's another example of them just not being able to control the the beast they set loose on a very small local level, um, and that is the story that they could report on. Is the fact there are so many people in this town that are willing to pay one hundred and twenty five dollars to sit down and listen to Kellyanne Conway? That should scare the shit out of people, but that's not the story that they want to tell. So. They took the comment section away from the squirrely meatheads, and who knows how much longer the paper will last now that there's no outlet. Although I will say, I didn't read this part, that they did urge people to go over to Facebook and express themselves there. So, you know, people can avoid that. I think it's because those comments come under the masthead of their paper. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And they're there's... willing to tolerate crazy on the Facebook page because that's just Facebook, and you no know, face. Everyone knows Facebook's a sewer. Well, but... that's that's what Esquire did with the Charlie Pierce stuff. They moved all yeah. the comments over to Facebook because they don't have to store them. They don't have right. to spend any time with them, and they're not responsible if anybody threatens somebody's life over there. Right. They're moderate. Let, they're letting Facebook moderate their comments for things that might they might be legally liable for. So mm-hmm. it's true. The comment section is a sewer. Mm-hmm. You know, not at our not at our website. We get spam every once in a while, but yeah. Well, I I've had to go to comment moderation at my site many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, because I started getting people who were doxing me in my comment section. Yep. Uh, telling people what my home address was, my phone mm-hmm. number was, and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, and I decided at that point because uh, Steve Gilliard, uh, who was my blog father, ran his place like a big loud bar. Right. And uh, all opinions are welcome. And the locals sort of enforced local customs and whipped the shit out of people who came in and decided that they would flop their thing on the desk and say stupid, crazy, racist things. Pay and attention they were, to me. Yes. They were self-enforcing and occasionally they got banned. But that was rare. It was kind of rare. And you could see like usually the drinking patterns of the trolls. Oh, yeah. They, 
as the night wore on, they'd get yep. more and more robust in there. One thirty in the morning on a Friday, <laughs> yeah. you start that, to see it. Yes. Be, they'd bust the N-word out and suddenly, yeah. oh, okay, we're closing the bar down. Um, and I, I tried to run my site with that spirit, but um, I had to do comment moderation because, um, you know, people were more than willing to come in and try to screw me up personally mm-hmm. using my blog. And I, I wasn't going to have that. But Right. Um, hey. Shall we mention that at the end of the month, so we're doing a Science Fiction University. That's right. So next Tuesday will be Science Fiction University, and we're going to talk about The Prisoner. We're going to do a, a retrospective and live blogging of a TV show from 1968 called The Prisoner. Yeah, uh, which, which we, we love. Thir- which so. we thoroughly enjoyed. We rewatched again for the first time in a long time. And it was um, fun. And yeah. parts of it I didn't remember at all. No, I think there's at some all. I think there's some episodes that they didn't show on PBS yeah. in the 70s. But it's also that- a reminder that you had to watch them as they came out on PBS. There was no binge watching. And they were on right after Tom Baker's Doctor Who. I believe that's right. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website on Internet Kitty, send in by you the listeners. But this week's Internet Kitty is a fish. Aww. Listener James writes. We would like to nominate our blue discus pretty boy to be the internet fish of the week. He is a handsome tank mate of the previous internet fish of the week, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. I remember those fish. Yeah. We really enjoy the addition of the Tuesday show and became $5 monthly patrons to support it. Well, thank you, James. We appreciate that. And of course, pretty boy eats freshly poured fish food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store dreck, your fish will swim around in his tank and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my lord, it's freshly poured. You can visit Pretty Boy, and Pretty Boy lives up to his name, at our Facebook page or website. And you can send your internet kitty, dog, fish, or other pet to us at our email address, Podcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our full-time job, and we appreciate your support. I want to do a little shout out to youngest child who turns 19 this Sunday. Oh, my. Good Lord. She's a psychology major. She's got a 3.6 average. She's just remarkable. Remarkable person. Her birthday will involve cake, dropping laundry off, and leaving. She's already texting you. I'm bringing laundry home, stepdad. Yeah. The movie of this is going to be called For a Fistful of Quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Are you bringing quarters so you can yeah. do the laundry in the basement? It's a, uh-huh. it's 50 cents per load, which is a bargain, right? It's a bar. Trust me. I've lived in places where that would be considered a gift from heaven. So, yep. yeah. A number of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com for details. Our PayPal postal address information, it's all there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, leave us a review at Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review. One reviewer uh, at the Apple podcast site said that listening to our podcast was like sitting with us at the kitchen table. And that just felt so good. Thank you. Yeah. 
and, and you're hogging the soup. So pass that soup over here. <laughs> pass that soup over. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties hope we never, ever have to hear about James O'Keefe ever again. Bye bye. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the humping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. A professional left podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2023 DGBG Productions.